Osiris. Hey, this is Brendan from Umphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine. Osiris. Welcome in to episode 59 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch, alongside... Jeff Coleth. And thanks for joining us as we take our weekly journey through the live catalog of widespread panic. Um, I'm going to apparently have to explain the theme of this week's episode, uh, because Jeff has struggled to uh, get a solid grasp on it. Maybe it's too out there, but we'll see how everybody else plays along. Um but before we get too deep into it, um, I've, I'm excited to be back. Last week was sort of a, you know, I kind of felt like we were a, li- a little bit of rust. We had to kick it off a little bit. Um, but I'm feeling better this week. Jeff, what do you think? Ready to go, Harvey. I'm glad you, sh- I'm glad you shook the rust off. Um, I didn't ask you if you uh, put any put any money on the, on the Derby or if you were able to watch the Derby. Was I able to watch the Derby? I mean, geez, Jeff. I mean, seriously. Well, you're you're watching your kids. As, or, or, you know, can you get two minutes of freedom when you're watching two kids under the age of five? The, the I mean, it is it's part of the you know development of these children is to experience what a Derby party is. Um, and I would be uh, a terrible parent if I did not expose them to that early on. Did so. You? Did you teach him how to do trifectas in a box or anything like that? Uh, no, I mean, exactas are where we are now. We do boxes. Exactas. And um, so we'll, we'll work our way up to uh, to the trifecta. But Quincy gets into the numbers and he's got that down. So, um, yeah, no, I, I placed a few wagers. I did not uh, I did not cash any tickets. But, um, you know, it's always fun to get together, drink, uh, you know, drink mint juleps for one one time out of the year that you do it and uh you sing uh Mo Kentucky Home and then you watch, you know, horses run around for two minutes and uh that's fun. It's a cool uh you know, cool tradition. Um is this horse a triple crown threat? I think he's got a shot. I mean, he seems pretty good. Uh this is the horse that didn't race at all as a two year old. Right. He's the first first one to win. Yeah, yeah. So he beat the Jinx. It was uh, 1888 or something. It was the last time a horse won without racing as a two-year-old. And um, so we'll see. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of, although it seems like the, the favorites have won the Derby the last several years, but um, it always seems like kind of a crapshoot. You know, I mean, you get so many horses in the field. And so you kind of got to get the perfect trip and not get, you know, pinched by anybody and, uh and so he got that perfect trip, and so now you got to do that two more times, and uh, we'll see. So um, we'll be rooting for it. It's not quite as exciting now that it's you know that it's been done, but uh, it seems like it kind of comes in waves, right? I mean, in the seventies, you had three in five years, six years. So uh, maybe we're due to have a little run of triple crown winners again. We'll see. So um, have you? Okay, so. Do, 
before we get into the the explanation of the theme that I think will take, you know, maybe 20 or 30 minutes for me to explain, um, do you, have you done any homework, Jeff? Do you have anything to recommend to the people? We do this every I week. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. Uh, well, I did recommend a, lot, a concert last week. Oh, right. So okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. It just was not, did not fit into the exact segment that you wanted it to fit in. Right. Um, as producer of the show, I understand your frustration. <laughs> but I will recommend a, an album. Um, I will, full disclosure, these are, this is an album by two friends of mine. Um, but I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't think it was tremendous. And the band is called Count This Penny. Um, they're currently in Knoxville, Tennessee. I met them um, when they had moved to Madison when we lived up there. And um, I had actually met, they were singing and playing around town, and I had actually met them because they came to house shows that we used to have in our basement. And they were, uh, and Amanda wrote a concert review of one of the shows that we had in the basement and met them and, you know, had them play and saw them around. And then at a former job at the Wisconsin Veterans Museum, they wrote two original songs based on Civil War letters from the collection and we put out a 45. I've got that 45. You do. That's right. I sent one to you. Um, So, which was a very cool project and something I'm still very proud of to this day. And so about the same time that we moved to Memphis, they moved to the eastern half of the state, which is where they're originally from. They're from East Tennessee. And now they're living in Knoxville, and they just put out a their first long player in a few years. It's called The Losing Match. Um, great songwriters. It's a husband and wife duo, so obviously their harmonies are, are pretty great. They've got some great players on the record. This guy named Josh Oliver, who played in the Everybody Fields and has played Jill Andrews solo and Mandolin Orange and a bunch of other bands. Great guy, great guitar player. Um, really can't can't rec- uh, recommend it enough. You can get it off of the band's uh, Bandcamp site. So count this penny, all one word. dot uh, Bandcamp dot com. And if you need, you won't take my word for it. NPR Music calls it graceful country pop with gorgeous vocals and Appalachian roots. So there you go. So I highly recommend it. Count this penny. Cool. Um, all right. Well, mine is not, uh, not as personal or probably as, uh, as enjoyable, but, um, it is a, uh, it's a, it's a TV show that's on, uh, Hulu right now. It's called the looming tower. Are you familiar? I've heard of it, but I have not watched it. Um, so it stars Jeff Daniels. It is, uh, I think it's 10 episodes maybe. And it is, um, I seem to always watch this uplifting stuff, but um, it is about the lead up to 9-11 and I guess sort of the um, the, you know, the CIA and the FBI's investigations into bin Laden and the Al-Qaeda network and maybe what went right and mostly what went wrong in that process. And um, it's really interesting to see, um, well, I mean... Hopefully we're not headed down a similar path right now, but, um, you know, just that, that there was, you know, these sort of silos in, uh, in, in government and the CIA and the FBI weren't really talking to each other and maybe they could have done a better job of, um, of sharing information and maybe would have had a better chance of not having something like that happen, but, uh, obviously it did, but it's really well done and, um, it's an interesting story if you're into recent history. So um, I recommend it. It's called the looming tower. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's 10 episodes. So 
check it out. Um, okay. All right, Harvey. Yeah. Explain away, Harvey. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. I think there are, um, I found about a dozen, maybe more, songs that uh, had specific sort of variations to them. And so the idea was that you find out when the variation maybe started and look at uh, and maybe play the, you know, early incarnations of different variations of songs. So, uh, for example, there's a song, Jeff, called Airplane. Are you familiar with it? It was on... I am. Okay. It was on an al- it was on an album called Ain't Life Grand. It came out in it's, it's a it's a Grateful Dead cover, right? Uh, no, no, it's original. It's a Widespread Panic original. Came out in nineteen ninety four. Uh I believe it was the first single off of the Ain't Life Grand album. Um it it you know Not a questionable choice. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh you wanna talk have you ever seen the music video for that? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, it is like the worst thing. <laughs> maybe ever recorded but i'll be sure to put the link in the uh please do so you know on a life grand it clocks in at what about four minutes or so um they play it you know from late 1993 what uh early 94 march 2nd and 94 saratoga saratoga winners in cohoes new york so uh and they play it you know Damn near every show, not quite every show, but damn near every show in 1994, uh, especially in the summer and the fall, as it was the you know the single they were trying to push, um, and so it, you know every time they play it, it's straightforward, four minutes, you know, self-contained, and um, and as you may well know, Jeff, uh, if when you when did you first see the band? Uh, fall of '96. So the first time and every time you saw Airplane after that, there was a companion jam afterwards, right? Uh, we used to call it the takeoff jam. It would show up and sell us sometimes. But it was every time. Every time they played Airplane, they played this jam. So the idea was, when did that first happen? And, you know, what was the, what was the uh, impetus or what, what you know, what was going on in the band at that time or what, you know, what, what was the development from it being a four minute song into a longer, uh, you know, sort of sweet, so to speak. And so what we're going to look at this week is, um, specifically we're going to look at airplane, but then we're going to also look at three other songs that had similar sort of variations to them. And the, uh, first or second or third, times that that happened and we're going to play those for the good people does that make sense it does i appreciate i appreciated your tone i want everybody at home to to know (laughs) that the tone's not directed at you it's directed at me but i'm glad that we're clear as to what's going on so please proceed with the show I appreciate you pointing that out because I do. Uh, yeah, I apologize if you feel condescended to. That was all directed specifically at Jeff, who struggled to understand what the theme of this week's show was, and I felt like it was pretty clear, but it wasn't. So uh, hopefully, it's clear to you all. But um, so because I used airplane as the example. 
that is what we're going to start off with tonight. And like like we mentioned, it was um, you know debuted in early 1994. When uh, by the time the uh, sort of companion jam first appeared, the very first sort of uh, extended airplane was July 28th, 1995. And that was the 85th time that airplane had been played. So they played it 84 times without a jam. And then this is the first time. So we're going to actually listen to this together, Jeff. Is that all right? Sure. Let's do it. So uh, we're going to pick things up like 10 or 15 seconds before the end of what would normally be the sort of self-contained four minute airplane. And so this is a pretty short, um, version and so i'm gonna do a couple uh, actually three the first three times that they do this uh sort of jumping off of airplane we'll sort of talk about the development of it and then we'll play uh the fourth one which is sort of the first uh you know legit air uh, takeoff jam so to speak so this is from july 28th 1995 at the wolf mountain arena in park city utah um the very end of airplane uh, with a, jam, a little bit of a jam on at the end. July 28th, 1995, um, sort of, I mean, it was, it was sort of saw touches of takeoff jam, but it really, in a lot of ways, it was just a, it was a vehicle into love tractor. I mean, it was, they go into love tractor to close out the second set. You get, uh, you get some good, is that like cowbell? Maybe Sonny's getting there. And, um, yeah. so, uh, um, 
But that was the very first time that they didn't just cold stop airplane after four minutes. And so you got a little bit of a JB uh, rap on the, on waiting on the airplane and, and then, uh, you know, a nice little jam into, uh, to love tractors. So uh, the next time airplane shows up is August 2nd, 1995 at the Madison theater in Peoria, Illinois. And um, this one is a little bit, a little bit longer it's got a little bit more, uh, the JB rap kind of goes a little bit longer and, um, there's not a whole lot of Hauser solo until the very end. Um, so we're going to play that version right now.
August 2nd, 1995 from Peoria, Illinois. That was the second time that they did a jam out of airplane. Any initial reactions, Jeff? It's a little different. I like the, uh, I like the, it's not a takeoff. That's a landing. It slows. It goes the opposite direction. It sort of takes it, takes it on a downward trend. I should look at the set list to see what that. So it goes into Papa's home, and then. Uh, yeah. Okay. That totally makes sense as to where it's yep. going. Then. And um, although I did I, the the theme that I or you know the sort of uh, one little bit that I got was like right at the beginning uh, after they finished the song proper was you had that uh, um, JoJo on the on the B3 and you kind of get that wah, 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 you know, which is sort of like the, is like more the regular takeoff jam part of sort of the first sign of the beginning of, of what became takeoff jam, I think. Um, so that was kind of cool, even though it never really materialized into that, um, thing. So, um, are you having fun? Is this cool? This is great. I, this is great, Harvey. I, okay. It was way better than you were expecting, right? Yep. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be super condescending to everybody at work tomorrow just to get revenge out of you. <laughs> okay, cool. So, all right. So the next version is we just have one more to play before we play the first real one, and that is uh, from a few nights later at the Vic Theater in Chicago, Illinois, August fifth, nineteen ninety five, and um, this is the end of the first set, and um, it leads into Pusher Man this time, and. Um, so we're going to play this one more time. August 5th, 1995, and the airplane jam that leads into Pusher Man. So do are we starting to see a little more a little more of the themes of the takeoff jam there, even though it's pretty short? It's good. The uh you can start to hear that that sort of churn Hauser thing where that sort of announces that we're we're taking off and we're going to the next one. So yeah, it's cool and it fits well going into uh Pusher Man too. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, thanks for coming along on that little journey. So those are the first three times that uh, the band stretched out the uh, the airplane song after the first 
uh, 84 times that they had played it. And um, so this first sort of full section that we're going to play is from the next time they play it, which is uh, we heard the end of the summer tour of 95. And now we're going to listen to the first show of the fall tour of 95. And that's uh, September 8th, 1995 at Walnut Creek Amphitheater in Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, this is the last uh, four songs of the first set. And um, it includes uh, airplane and, um, We're going to play that now. Johnny and his baby brought 
ground Waiting for an airplane Don't know how to fly That's okay Got me a pilot She's going my way She's got wings She's got wings She wrote me a letter It must have been a year ago Then I got a feeling That I'll soon be leaving In the rainfall, I don't know how it could rain so long. They say the ocean, she is a woman who waits for her man.
quick little two-shake break. Come right back. All right, widespread panic at the Walnut Creek Amphitheater in Raleigh, North Carolina, September 8th, 1995, right at the end of the first set. Heroes into Impossible, into Airplane with the Takeoff Jam, into Love Tractor. So, um, yeah, so this is, I think this is cool to see the development of this, you know, quote unquote jam and to what became, you know, I mean, uh, isn't it, I, I still find it sort of amazing that like that you play a song 84 times one way and then you just decide that you're going to start playing it a different way, <laughs> you know, and never play it that way again, that you're always going to attach this jam to it. And that's why I thought it was kind of cool just to play the different, uh, you know, sort of the development of that. And um, in a lot of ways, I mean, it's just sort of like a, I mean turning point in the band right i mean this is their single that they played every show for the summer of 19 you know the summer of 94 and then they decide that um you know it's time to start spreading the wings and getting a little you know uh frisky with it and um you know it turns into a sort of a major jam vehicle for the band well in and of it okay when airplane, when you've seen airplane live, obviously you never saw airplane without the. Well, maybe you did. Did you ever see airplane without the, the jam? I never did. Okay. Yes. So when airplane starts, are you excited about airplane the song? Or are you excited about what comes after the song? Um, Even though it is well, part of the song now, like it's a not yeah a thing, but no, for the longest I'm, time, it's airplane into takeoff. Right. No, I'm definitely more excited about what comes after the first four minutes, but I enjoy the four minutes, the trip to that for sure. I mean, I think it's a good song. Now, if it was only the four minutes and that was it, it would be definitely a piss break song. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is they turned it into a song that people are probably actually excited to hear because they know it's going to lead to something before. But, I mean, okay. Just, but, I mean, it, it falls why? into the category, but otherwise it falls, falls into the category of, you know, a, one of the other four and a half minute, you know, songs they play in the middle of the first set that you're just like, about. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, there's like 15 other songs that are like that. So why this one and why every time you would think that it would be, and we're going to play next a couple songs that have, you know, maybe occasionally that kind of jam coming attached to it, but not every time. And so why every time for airplane? Because they made it better. But yeah. if you make something better, why would you do the thing that's not as good? I mean, that's, I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, it's just no, fair. I mean, that's, that's my argument. I mean, there are some songs that are short. I mean, okay. I'm just looking at a random 94 set list. All right. Wondering June. This is from nine thirty ninety four. 94. Um, Wondering junior picking up the pieces. Ain't life grand. Little kid are the first five songs. Of those five songs, Junior's the longest, right? Depending. Mm-hmm. But typically yeah. like seven, eight minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Then mm-hmm. Chili, nine and a half minutes. Pilgrims, what, six and a half, seven, depending, sometimes longer. Hatfield, nine, ten. Parsons, six. Porch Song, short, three and a half, four. Fishwater, nine. Heroes, short. Traveling Light, five and a half. Can't get high, less than four, sometimes. Blackout, short. Walking, short. Diner, long. Airplane, Short here, Love Tractor, six minutes, Dream Song, five, Mr. Soul, less than five. So that's a standard 94, pretty standard 94 show. 
But of all those short songs, Airplane is actually the one that kind of makes sense to add something at the end of it. Because of just where it could possibly go. I don't know. Yeah. This, is whole, I mean, I this is a whole other episode. I feel like we could just talk, not play music and just bore people talking about this. Yeah, I no, I know. You're right. You're right. I, it's just, it, it does seem though like it was, you know, it was a completely, ha- it was, it was happy being a self-contained song for, you know, 84 shows. And, but I think you're projecting yeah. onto the song, Harvey. I think, I think that the, it, maybe it wasn't happy. It wasn't fully actualized at that point. No, and I buy that. I mean, and I think it's much better as it is today but it just i uh, just find it interesting that the band decided that you know we're going to start stretching it out a little bit especially at, you know when you listen to the ones that were the first few times it was almost like incidental you know like we're going to jam into love tractor or we're going to jam into papa's or whatever and then all of a sudden it was like okay well every time we play this we're going to stretch the song out at the end and uh, so i mean i'm i'm 100 supportive of it i think it's just you know it's interesting but of those songs i just read off it's like you know there's always like it was a monster version of insert song here and we're sort of conditioned for like the toe up dozen or so songs where that could fit in right both waters hatfield barstools diner whatever airplane has become one of those songs but you never say that about i mean other than 9797 do you ever say that about a piece do you ever say that about a pieces i mean do you ever say that right do you ever no, no. say that about hey, life grand just little no but does, i mean little can ever go anywhere no, rarely. But like we're so you know, right after we're done talking here, we're gonna play versions of Wondering and Tallboy that do go somewhere. And those are songs that, you know, on occasion they had, you know, not not, you know, trademarked takeoff jams, but similar sort of jams where they, you know, they're they're specific to those songs and they lead out of it into something else and not just sort of um transitional jams they're sort of tied to those songs that they come out of and they don't do them every time but they do them sometimes and that's cool when they do it but um you know i don't know it just seems interesting that that's the you know that they decide that that airplane always gets it i mean i'm a hundred percent supportive of takeoff jams i just think it's interesting that it's you know uh, how they decided to handle it maybe so. walden came to him and told him like listen this is going to be your single and this is where this band's going you better figure this out i don't know maybe um you don't play that song anymore until you add a nine minute jam at the end of it um, um okay well so let's get back to the we get back to the music a couple notes i just want to put a couple notes first thing uh this the one we just played from walnut creek on september 8th 1995 the show opener was colonel bruce hampton the fiji mariners so it's like the you know the zambi is everywhere these last couple of weeks for us so it's cool and then um do you have a favorite airplane takeoff jam favorite version of the song i do uh 9 from Ames. okay and you were there i was there and that well i mean okay. even if it wasn't there that version is pretty pretty rocking it's a good okay so it's funny. I I will say that five seven ninety seven is my favorite, and I was there too. So also, maybe, maybe yeah, I have some some personal attachment to those versions. So, um, all right. So yeah, enough talking. We'll move on. Uh, this is a good topic, though, right, Jeff? It is a good topic. I, okay. I think we we might have to come back to this at some point. 
Yeah. So I, mean, I think I have more, we have more, you know, we, there are more of these, you know, nuggets out there. So uh, the next two, we're going to play back to back. So you don't have to listen to us go on and on. Um, the first one is going to be uh, tall boy. Um, the, that song debuted when spring 95. Sure. Um, you put me on the spot with these with these statistics. Do you have this stuff in your in your head? Uh, first version? No, it was it was it was, it was uh, summer eight three ninety five was the first version of uh, Tall Boy, and um, so this version that we're going to play is from the summer of ninety six, so June fifth nineteen ninety six, and um, that was the let's see. 38th version of the song. So they played 37 times before pretty straightforward. And, um, this night they stretch it out. And, um, this is a absolutely fantastic show. This is one of my favorite shows of all time, honestly, um, from, uh, Champoy extinct park in St. Paul, Oregon. Um, great sounding tape, fantastically hot first set and a great second set. And, uh, the meat of the second set is this segment that we're going to play right now coming out of what do you know, but galleon. And then, uh, we'll pick things up with a driving song right now.
two selections there for you. Uh, the first one from June 5th, 1996, St. Paul, Oregon, Champaug State Park, uh, driving song into a substantial tall boy into driving song and then into breathing slow. Um, definitely one of the best shows from summer 96, probably one of the best shows of the year, which then makes it probably one of the best shows maybe ever. So it's an awesome show from front, from front to back. And then the second selection is from the Travel and Light Tour. We're coming up on the 20th anniversary of the Travel and Light Tour, so I'm guessing that we'll probably have some more programming in and around that. Um, this one's from May 27th, 1998, so just the second show of the tour um, after they had played uh, up in Angels Camp, California, May 27th, uh, the Mesa Amphitheater in Mesa, Arizona. Good idea to play outdoors in Arizona in May instead of in like July or August. Um, Roberta into a very nice wandering into Pilgrims into Greta. So two great selections here. I had not listened to 52798 at all until this week, and it's a great show. Um, and I think these travel and light shows, again, I have a feeling we're probably going to do at least one episode about this tour over the course of the next couple months, maybe two. Um, there's a handful of shows that I have not listened to, and I think we're going to find a lot of great sleeper stuff in these shows so i'm excited about that but these are two good ones even though i didn't understand the theme harvey i understand that this is good music yeah no and so you know they play it uh 37 times play tall boy specifically we'll start with tall boy 37 times uh you know straightforward four and a half minutes and then uh you know the show in saint paul uh the tall boys uh, a little over 13 minutes and um the next night, the next time they play it in Grand Junction on six ten, it's seven and a half, um, and then a couple weeks later, Tipitina's. There's a there's a ten minute Tall Boy, and then um, go back to sort of straightforward for a while, and then they come back to it this Companion Jam again um, in late '97 and uh, in the fall of '97. It's you know seven and a half minutes, nine minutes, eight and a half minutes, and um, so it, it you know gets to be a you know every third or fourth time that they play tall boy they they tack, tack on this jam and and I remember getting you know to the point where they would play it and you're kind of hoping for it right like you think there's a decent chance that they're gonna they're gonna tack on this this cool jam at the end of it so um, this was the first time they did it and that was in St Paul in June of '96 and then. Um, the other one you heard was uh, was wondering, which is a little bit later to the game. That was the three hundred and forty third time that they played wondering in May of nineteen ninety eight, and they uh, and they tack on this jam. And um, after that show in May of ninety eight, um, which was eleven, a little over eleven minutes. The next time they play it in San Diego, it's eight minutes, and then they kind of go back to a standard. Uh, in Hampton Beach in July, it's seven and a half minutes. Um, you know, again in in October '98 in Minneapolis, it's seven and a half minutes. Uh, in um, Peoria, Illinois, it's nine and a half minutes. In Montana, it's nine and a half minutes. And uh, in New Orleans at Halloween, it's almost eleven minutes. In Richmond, Virginia, ten and a half minutes. So it got to the point where it was almost uh, like every other show that they played. Wondering they had this nice jam at the end. So um, it's cool to see, you know, that they were starting to get a little more creative. Uh, it sort of seemed like maybe Airplane was the 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 trendsetter with that. And, uh, but then they started picking these other songs where they could sort of, 
you know, lowercase take off from. And uh, these are a couple of examples of it with uh, Tallboy and Wondering. There are a few more that we might revisit later, uh, other examples of that. So, um, but good shows all around. Um, all right. So we have one more uh, sort of variation. And, um, and that is one that we've talked about quite a bit before on the show. And that is a uh, porch song. And, you know, in a lot of ways there are, um, you know, sort of four variations of this song. And that is the fast porch and the slow porch and then with or without the jam at the end. And so the one that we're looking at uh, this week is slow porch. So um, the first version that I could find of slow porch was uh, from May 21st, 1993. And that was at the... Uh, Fabulous Fox Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. And that was the 504th time that they played Port Song. <laughs> so the first 503 were, you know, straightforward uh, drum start, three minute, you know, Port Song. So um, this one is from this May 21st, 1993 show. And you want to guess who opened the show, Jeff? Uh, Aquarium Rescue Unit. Colonel Bruce Hampton, the Aquarium Rescue Unit. And uh, so it's a one-set show, and this is uh, the first encore. And um, it starts out, uh, according to the Everyday Companion, Port Song st- begins JB and Mike, which is essentially slow porch. And um, if you if you listen, it, it's a really great recording, and you can hear um, the crowd sort of react initially. I mean, cause I could imagine if you never heard, uh, if you knew port song really well and you, and then to hear it this way, it would be pretty exciting to hear, uh, the slow, you know, sort of build up. And, um, so there's a lot of hooting and hollering. And then you, I think you can kind of tell when the rest of the band comes out about halfway through it. And then they kick in at the end, like they always do. Um, so it's a uh, port song to kick it off. And then um, Matt Mundy comes out to play mandolin on a couple songs to finish out the first encore. So uh, May 21st, 1993, uh, the encore from the Fox Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, and the very first uh, instance of slow port song. Thank you. 
final segment for the week. Uh, May 21st, 1993, almost 25 years ago. Uh, Fox Theater, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the first encore, Porch Song, Slow Porch, the very first Slow Porch, and then picking up the pieces into Proving Ground with Matt Mundy on mandolin. And um, for those of you that know 93 well, there's a show about a month before at Guilford College in North Carolina where he sits in. And probably one of my all-time favorite, I think it's my favorite ARU sit-in. That's The end of that show is awesome. But also a great JBism where he exclaims Matt Mundy's name a couple of times. We'll have to play that sometime because it's a, it's a fun it's a fun show. So anyway, yeah. So um, you know, I just uh, I want to take this opportunity to apologize for ever, to everybody for how I behaved at the beginning of this episode <laughs> because I feel like I have marred it a little bit because I really have enjoyed this. This has been fantastic music and it's been really cool to see the development of these songs and. Um, Jeff, I hope you accept my apologies for, for being, um, you know, for speaking to you in the way that I did at the beginning of the show. It's okay, Harvey. You know, we've been doing this for 58, 59 episodes now. So, you know, we've got to, uh, sometimes there's just going to be tension in the ranks. It's okay. It's okay. But, you know, we'll persevere, you know, we'll. We'll go our separate ways for a couple of weeks and then we'll come back again. So it'll be fine. I, f- I mean, I, I just, I felt like it was a pretty straightforward theme and it was frustrating to me. Cause that you, you didn't explain it, it as well to me in, in the lead up as well as you did when you explained it in the episode. If you explain it to me in the lead up in the preparation phase, as you did to the listeners at home, it would have been fine. But now we've got podcast gold with uh, your, your tone of voice. So, <laughs> Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for joining us this week in spite of my attitude earlier. Um, we'll be back next week with some more great music. Um, check us out on Facebook and, uh, on Twitter at bluest tape, uh, on bluestape.com and, um, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or uh, email, whichever your communication uh, method of choice is. And, um, you know, tell your friends, uh, rate the podcast that way folks can find it. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're proud to be a part of the Osiris podcast network and uh, definitely check them out. Osirispod.com and uh, on Facebook and Twitter as well with them. There's some great interviews they did, Infamous String Dusters and Umphers McGee from the 420 Festival down in Atlanta. Check that out. That's on the Osiris Facebook page. And uh, and check out all the other great podcasts on the Osiris Podcast Network. So um, that being said, everybody have a great week. We will uh, be back next week with more great music. Uh, Jeff, anything for the good people? Just thanks everybody for continuing to tune in and listen in and again, send us any ideas you might have for shows or themes or anything like that. And, you know, I've forgiven Harvey and I hope you will too. All right. I appreciate it very much. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.
Is that cool? I mean, do you think you can? Are you up for that? I do. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I mean, you can play those, play them if you want. You don't have to. I, I get it. So. No, no, but I mean, actually, I think it's kind of cool to see like the uh, the development of you know, like that. It really is sort of starts as this little thing, and then all of a sudden it take it's like grows and grows until it becomes takeoff jam. Cool. Yeah. We good. Yeah. Okay. But you're gonna still gonna have to explain it to everybody. Oh sure, yeah, no, I will. Because yep. you sure as shit aren't. Nope, I'm not. <laughs>